This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby. Thank you very much, and welcome to our second hour. We have two lines open right now. Chris in Fort Worth will be our first call-up. You could be right after Chris if you would like to call right now. 800-288-WBAP. I am looking for two more callers. 800-288-9227. Please call right now. Lines are open, and uh, we would welcome you. 800-288-9227. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Angus. Angus is a -a two-and-a-half-year-old shepherd mix, and he's searching for a family of his own. This dog has a very stately and classic shepherd stature and a coat with warm brown tones that will match well with his big brown eyes. He's a sucker for snacks, and he's very gentle about accepting them. He's a good fit for a home with a yard, but a low-traffic apartment on the first floor is also a possibility for an owner willing to take him on the walks he loves so much. He's good with kids over 12. He might fit in well with other pets, so they invite you to bring them by the shelter to meet him. Angus uh, and uh, all other adult dogs and cats are only $17 at the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center and the Ellis County Animal Care Center until March 31. And uh, just so you can mark it on your calendar, the SPCA of Texas is hosting a special Showers of Love adoption event for dogs on April 8 through 10 from noon until 6. And that's um, with all dogs available for only $25 at the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30 West of Hampton Road. So that's just uh, $25 on the Showers of Love on April 8th through 10. However, any dog that you adopt the rest of this month, $17, an even better deal. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Angus has been neutered, microchipped, and he has all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He will be waiting for his new forever family at the SPCA of Texas, and they want you to come by today. They, uh, the Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available by walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org findapet and visit spca.org dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org catadopt to inquire about a cat. Let's get Angus adopted, two-and-a-half-year-old shepherd mix, and with a classic stature. I like that. I've never used that phrase before. He sounds like quite a handsome dude, and he looked like it in his photograph. That is sponsored by Advanced Foundation Repair, leaders in the foundation repair industry. I hope you never have a foundation problem, but the odds are that you will because we're on the black clay gumbo soil. Most of us are here in the Metroplex, and that soil just puffs up when it gets wet, and it shrinks and splits when it's dry. I mean, it really splits when it's dry. Your foundation can be taken for that just awful ride. And so here is the recommendation I have to you. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. Let them do that free home inspection. Do it before it gets any worse. They can tell even now, even though we've had some rains recently, they can tell if there are foundation problems. They have the ability to determine that. FoundationRepairs.com is their website. There's a lot of good information on that website. FoundationRepairs.com. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. We've used their services at our house. We also use their services, another division within the company, at an old historic building that we owned in downtown McKinney. We used it for our offices for 24 years. I think you'll be very grateful for this referral, Advanced Foundation Repair. When they do a job, they do it affordably, they do it quickly, and they give you a guarantee for the lifetime of the building, a guarantee on their work, transferable from owner to owner to owner. That's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. It's a rhythmic phone number, 214-333-0003, Advanced Foundation Repair. 
Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you very much. And we go to Chris in Fort Worth. Chris, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How can I help uh, you? I'm going to take out some dwarf Burford hollies, and I have a plan, and I want to know. I have a couple of concerns that may not be concerns. Okay. Um, the Burfords are mature. My house is 18 years old, and the you know they're about five feet all around, and they took a hard hit after last winter's big freeze. And so I think I want to get rid of all of them, not just the damaged ones. My plan is to take them down to the ground. And, of course, the roots are huge, and a lot of the roots are exposed. And I wanted to drill into the roots in several places and put broadleafed weed killer. And my two questions are, if I do that, will that affect the root systems of other shrubs? I've got some dwarf uh, yopons in the same beds. And second question is, if I do that, how long would it take those roots to wither and get to the point where we can take them out a lot easier than we could take them out now when they're still so robust? Okay, and you say dwarf yopons are also there? Yeah, yeah, they're probably about three feet away from the Burfords. All right, and I'm assuming they're in front of the of the dwarf Burfords? They are, and they're fine. And I'll be honest. No, with I, you, I got it. I just was—I was wondering what what I would be tempted to do if the dwarf burfords were mine. How large are the trunks of the dwarf burfords at the ground? Not oh, not where they're goodness. swollen at the ground, but up five inches. Oh, up five inches. They're probably about four inches around. You know, they've got multiple trunks, and each one four is four inches in diameter or in circumference. In circumference. So they're. They're inch and a half in diameter. Yeah, a couple of them may be a couple inches across. All right. And then some uh, are smaller, but I, they are I would, mature. <laughs> I would probably, if I'm picturing all this correctly, if I had a good clear shot at it, I would probably soak the bed and uh, I'd, I'd cut the tops out of the dwarf Burfords, uh, maybe leave two feet of, of stem, and then I would very right. tightly wrap a tire chain around the, the stumps. I'd cut any visible uh, roots with an axe, not with a chainsaw. You'll ruin your chainsaw if it gets in the soil. But I would mm-hmm. cut, the, cut the visible roots, and then I would pull those very gently with a tractor or a, a pickup or something. If you can get close enough, you don't want to have anybody standing between the, uh, the trailer hitch of the pickup and the, and the Burford uh, or pets yeah, or anything that's else. The thing. Where they're situated, that won't work. All right. You just I would, don't have the room. And right. I would try to dig them if I could. Uh, if you're, if you're going to have to do it the way you're describing, it would probably take four or five years for them to decay. You could certainly okay. do that. Now, as far as, uh, as, far as the uh, possibility of polluting the soil, uh, if you drilled uh, very carefully and did not penetrate the outer walls of the, of the, the stump, uh, I don't think there'd be a problem. You could use a, a broadleaf weed killer containing 2,4-D, and you'd be okay. Um, okay. Uh, just just fill the reservoir. You'd you'd make holes in the in the stumps for one that small. You'd just make maybe one hole, the size of your pinky finger, and and maybe about that long, maybe not quite that long, uh, and get the sawdust out, and then fill that with the broadleaf weed killer a couple times, three or four days apart. And let it soak in and kill the the stump out, and the the stump in that case would be down about uh, well maybe two inches above the ground, but um, and and I think that would work. Are you well, eventually going to get know, back I, there and plant something, or what are you going to do? Eventually, um, if if all of these Burfords were gone, I would still look okay um, from street level. And I'm thinking maybe get rid of the ones that I just don't want would help me decide what to do in the future. And in the meantime, I could put some rock or I could put some pots of some decorative yeah, I can't. I can't something. visualize that. But, you know, if it's not 
they're not very big. That doesn't sound very large, and, and it wouldn't be as hard as you think it would to get them out of there. And you could plant, if you, if you wanted dwarf mm. Burfords there, you could replant some nice, healthy dwarf Burfords in their place and let them catch up. And, and I don't know that I want those again. That's right. the thing. They, yeah, whatever. Um, but I, like I say, I'll, I'll figure out what I want eventually. Okay. But All right. I really appreciate well, that's what your I input because I'm okay. Well, I thank you so much, Neil. You have a great you day. Bet. Same to you. Thanks Bye-bye. for the call. Bye bye. All right. Let me. Uh, I don't think. I don't think the cold did damage. I, maybe it did, but I have not seen any damage from cold to dwarf burfords anywhere in North Texas. But maybe they were in an extreme location with their roots exposed or something. I don't know. Um, let me uh, tell you now about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I'm, I'm really happy with my book. Uh, it has worked well. I wanted to self-publish it years ago when I did it, uh, several years ago, and uh, it, has, uh, it has done very well. The, uh, the frustrating part of the book is because I self-published, I am at the mercy of things like supply chain. And when I was told by the printer, we can't gain paper, eesh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that. So uh, I just waited. Luckily, I put the order in in late October, and, and when they told me uh, in November we are having trouble locating paper, and uh, they said, we think we can get it by February. And then in February, they said, it looks like it's going to be later in the spring. Oh, man. Luckily, I had hoarded enough of the fifth printing to get me through the spring if it, if the wheels came off. I just didn't do any, any particular marketing to uh, away from radio elsewhere. Um, and so I now have a, 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 a stack of fifth printing books. But when they said we're putting it back on the presses, your sixth printing will be ready late spring. Well, that's not exactly the prime sales time. Okay. And then they said we need to have them out of the way so we can store the sixth printing. Okay. We'll put the fifth printing on sale. So that's my, that's my story. And that's why here in the spring you're getting a chance that you'll probably never have again to save and have it mailed to you right away. A copy of my book, The Fifth Printing, of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening for only thirty-two ninety-five plus tax and postage. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is uh, the 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. 840 of my photographs, 344 pages, tons of editorial and text, uh, 25 multi-page charts to help you pick the right plants. It's written for every county in Texas. It is a, a really helpful book. I think you'll find it extremely useful. And so the way you get it, it's not in stores and not on Amazon. You'll get a signed copy of my book I'll be signing tonight and tomorrow. They're selling very, very rapidly. The two ways you can buy it, you call my office Monday through Friday if you want, and you, you'll be okay if you do that this week. There will be plenty. Uh, but you call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way by far is to order it while you're thinking about it at my website at neilsperry.com. The price will never be this low again when when these are sold then it goes to actually the next printing will be 38.95 this is 32.95 and there are two paragraphs difference and those two paragraphs deal with the the freeze of uh, 2021 in february and uh, you already know what that says so there you are it's uh, 800-752-4769, or better yet, Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for Lent and Easter, in person and online. We have devotionals, Bible studies, service opportunities, and worship services. You can find those at our website at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed, and all are welcome. Tommy Brummett, Pastor Tommy, is our friend, our pastor. Uh, We serve together on several committees, and he is a blessing to the city of McKinney. Hope you'll, hope you'll, come to our church. Hope you'll tune in if you're out of town. 
at sharingtheheart.org at 10.05. You'll get to hear Tommy. Hope you'll do that. Uh, let me tell you about Ace Hardware right now. These are my friends. There are 40 Ace Hardware stores now that join together to sponsor my radio broadcasts and other things that I do. Ace Hardware. Ace is a place with helpful hardware people. Ace is the place with top quality merchandise and knowledgeable people. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Miracle Grow Potting Mix, two cubic foot bags. Sale price is $13.99. Save $3 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $10.99. There's a limit of 60 bags, 60. So take a truck, take a trailer. Your plants want to show off. Give indoor and outdoor container plants the right ingredients to grow bigger and more beautifully with Miracle Grow Potting Mix. Their specially formulated mix feeds for up to six months. You'll get more blooms and more color. It grows plants that are twice as large versus unfed plants. Ace stores parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a, a neighbor of the community. Somebody that uh, you already know probably from, like I just mentioned about Tommy, from working on committees or coaching baseball or, or whatever it is. Somebody you already know. Local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. Ace is the place with that miracle grow potting mix. Two cubic foot bags would have been $13.99. Save $3 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $10.99. Limit of 60 Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott & White Health and the hardworking healthcare frontline, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Thank you, Stuby. Let's go to James in West Fort Worth. James, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. How can I help? I've got a couple of live oaks in my front yard, and and one of those trees is all of a sudden starting to put up a bunch of little little live oaks underneath it, underneath the canopy. And and you spoke once before about you thought maybe it could be acorns and things like that, but I pulled up a couple of them, and they appear to have a root that goes down into the ground. I'm assuming back down to my tree roots. Do I have any concerns with that? Uh, normally, not, I just mow them down. Yeah, not necessarily, James. Uh, about 15%, and that's just my rough observation over many years, about 15% of our live oaks do that. It is a it is a very big blemish to those 15% of the live oaks, a genetic blemish, uh, that they tend to have the root sprouts. Um and all you can do is is uh, either mow them or or cut them a few inches below the ground, and you, it's a lifelong deal um, for those trees. You just have to deal with it. Um, so that that deals with the root sprouts. I don't know that uh, that's any indication of damage from last year's cold. It might be, uh, but there are tons of live oaks around North Texas that have been doing that every year for many years. So it. I haven't noticed that it's particularly an indication of cold damage. Okay, and it, I guess my next question, it, it doesn't indicate any kind of need for fertilizer or anything like that. No, it just indicates a need for another live oak. <laughs> it's just, it is so okay. aggravating because you get a beautiful tree and then all of a sudden it starts sending up these sprouts. They don't all do it. And I think in, in a certain number of years, I don't know how long it'll be, I thought it would be by now, because it was observed that live oaks could be rooted from cuttings, a very specific type of cutting, um, that live oaks could be rooted from cuttings. That that research was done 40 years ago, and no, uh, maybe they're doing it, but not not uh, enough that I'm aware of. Um, and, and so we're still planting acorns. We're still getting that 15% that, that have the root sprouts. And as a result, uh, maybe in another 25 or 30 years, uh, there will be enough rooted from cuttings grown asexually of superior trees that we won't have any more of that. But at this point, we still do. Okay. Well, that was that was my question. I appreciate your time. Sure. I'm sorry that's going on. Enjoy your show. 
thank you very much. I'm sorry that's going on with your tree. I don't think it has anything to do with the damage from last year. Now, with crepe myrtles and some other plants that froze uh, in the cold, they definitely have sent up sprouts from around the bases. Uh, in the case of live oaks, I haven't noticed a lot of that. If a live oak was really hurt by the cold last year, it was really hurt, and it did not try to, the ones I've watched, have not tried to come back from roots. So anyway, good luck with it. Drive safely. Appreciate your call. Okay. You bet. Thank you. Uh, we'll go to Eustace in just a second to Stephen with a vegetable gardening question. We have Sue and Granberry. James' phone line is available if you'd like to call. It's 800-288-WBAP. Call now, 800-288-9227. Wortham Brothers Roofing, Texas premier roofing contractor with 100,000 roofs under their belt. Oh. Oh, my goodness gracious. That is a lot of squares of roofing taken up on roofs, and roofs are harder to do now than they were in 1986 when they began. Those roofs are relatively flat compared to these things you see now. They have the experience of all those roofs of all different kinds, composition, clay and concrete tile, metal, slate. They have faux slate now that they're, I was being told, told about just a few days ago. Uh, they have, they do new and residential roofing. They do it all, and they do it beautifully. We have a Wortham Brothers roof on our home and couldn't be happier with it. I think you'll have the same experience. They work all around north-central Texas, not just the DFW area, but beyond. All that hail damage of this past week, they'll be glad to help you. This is a family-run business, second generation. You know they're not going anywhere. They're going to they're gonna stay right here and do it right. That's why I like them so much. They are leaders in their industry. They are leaders in their community. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. They'll be happy to come up on your roof and take a look and determine if there has been hail or wind damage. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, doing it right and doing it well. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, absolutely free and without obligation, that home inspection. They are the roofing company that's built on integrity, quality, and innovation. The roofing company I'm proud to recommend because they are the roofing company that has been on my roof. Here's the contact information. Call them, 972-562-5788-WBRoofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, 972-562-5788. Get social with us. Like WBAP on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WBAP 24-7 News. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820, WBAP. WBAP WBAP.com. This hour of my program is sponsored by Baylor Scott and White Health, and uh, you've been hearing the rejoinders, you've been hearing the messages that uh, we need to say thank you to the frontline workers. I think that's a very important message. They are the people who have been out there on the front line, the hardest job of all. We owe each and every one of them a giant thank you for never giving in, for never settling for good enough. Baylor Scott and White frontline workers have been keeping us healthy and happy. It's not always easy to protect us from COVID. We've been squawking. We've been pouting. We've been throwing fits about our masks and everything else. We still do. You know, we're humans, and we don't always act the best. That's my opinion. That's not in my official ad copy sent to me by their people. That's what I said, and I think it's honest and true. But they show up every day, give every ounce of their energy. And to us, to my listeners, to me, we need to remember that there are plenty of ways we can show our appreciation to the front line. We can say thank you. By the way, thanks for your service here in healthcare. You mean a lot to us. We can get vaccinated. We can wear our masks. There are great ways to show your support. And it wouldn't hurt to take a, a bouquet of flowers into a doctor's office. Wouldn't that be neat? I bet that'd surprise them. So do that. Do some nice things for people who have been really nice to you. And one more big thank you to Baylor's Cotton White Health, especially to those frontline people, for all that they have done to keep us all safe. Thank you, Baylor's Cotton White. Thank you. All right, let me uh, add just a little something to that before we go to the newscast. 
and that is that uh, this would be a great time to put your sprinkler system, if you have one, through its paces. Turn it on station by station. Have somebody stay inside. It's going to be almost 90 today. Good time to do that. And run it station by station and check to see that all the heads are working and uh, that the, the clocks are working. Everything is working. If it's not, get it repaired now before they run into just a crush of spring activity. That's called a sprinkler system audit, and you will be very happy that you did that when time comes to start watering. We'll have the news. I'll be back. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. The body of a murdered man has been found in Dallas Trinity River. I'm Dennis Martin from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. An accident's blocking the number one lane of eastbound I-20 at Dowdy Ferry Road. In Mesquite, another accident's blocking the ramp that runs from westbound I-30 to southbound 635. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast today is going to be sunny and breezy. It will be the warmest day of the year so far with a predicted high of 90 degrees. Monday, sunny, windy, and warm. Monday's high should hit 85. Increasingly cloudy on Tuesday, also with a possibility of stray showers or storms and a high temperature on Tuesday, 82. Right now we're showing 61 degrees, both Dallas and Fort Worth. The body of a murdered man's been found along a Trinity River levee in Dallas. The body was lying face down when it was found, partially in the water, the 1200 block of Rock Island Street, a little south of downtown Dallas. The victim had been beaten and stabbed and was dead when he was found. Dallas detectives say the motive and circumstances of his murder are still unknown. A day earlier, that would be Friday, the body had been found face down in the water near the spillway at White Rock Lake, cause of that person's death was not immediately obvious, but it, too, is being treated as a homicide, pending a report from the medical examiner. Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson will be in Mexico City and Monterey, Mexico, this week. The mayor is going to meet with Mexican government officials and to promote Dallas. It'll be Johnson's first official international trip as mayor of Dallas after the pandemic derailed similar travel plans. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed on the latest with the Russian war on Ukraine with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, Dennis, thanks you very much. And uh, let me tell you about Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer directly to your email. Simple as that. And, well, Gretchen's involved in the middle. Gretchen puts it all together. I say, hey, Gretchen, here's the first story. And she said, well, Neil, you forgot to send me the third photo. Oh, okay, I'll get it to you. And uh, so forth. That's how it goes. But basically, I'm doing the writing. She's doing the assembly. And, and then, uh, then we, I do the proofreading, and she sends it out. It's, it's a two-person deal. Let's give Gretchen a little bit of credit there because she works hard on it as well. But uh, anyway, it's free. It always will be. Uh, we do have two guest writers. Uh, Diane Sitton uh, writes one story a month, and Stephen Shambly writes one story a month. Otherwise, I write five per week, and, uh, and I enjoy it. It's like an old-fashioned garden section, and I think you'll, I think you'll find it very useful very enjoyable. I get so many people who tell me I really like your newsletter. Thank you for that. It's free, so you can't uh, complain too much. We have a really high open rate. We have some uh, uh, just very useful information. I try to find interesting things that maybe you wouldn't have found otherwise. It's Neil Spray's eGardens. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website. That's where you need to sign up for it. It's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Same place you buy my book. Uh, but then instead of buying the book, well, in addition to buying the book, you click on the eGardens tab, scroll down just a little bit, and that's where you'll see the uh, the most recent issue of eGardens, but you'll also see the uh, the way to sign up for it. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. 
Your latest news, traffic, and weather. Constant need for information. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. Callaway's Nursery is the garden center for the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, and they are excited to announce their newest location, opening soon in... Where do you think they're going next? You think about it. Where do they not have a store that they need one? Prosper. Good for them. They are committed to providing quality plants, exceptional customer service, and inspiration at all of their community locations. Their local stores are a showcase of colors, blooms, and textures. Sure to stimulate your imagination, to style your home with indoor plants, and to create the landscape of your dreams. You'll also find fountains and fire pits, lawn decor, and all the essentials to keep your flower beds and lawn looking beautiful and picture-perfect for entertaining. Callaway's Nursery also offers their pick-and-plant service when you want to pick your favorites and let someone do the work for you so you have more time to enjoy. Let Callaway's be your resource for all your gardening needs. Their friendly Texas-certified nursery professionals are there to help you with all your selections and to answer your questions. If you love plants and helping people and spending time outside, you can become part of this Callaway's team. Callaway's is now hiring at all of their locations. Stop by to apply and join their Texas-grown team today. Shop local at their community stores or order online at Callaway's.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week for your convenience. It's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully at Callaway's.com. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Subi. I heard that message somewhere. Good good idea. Let's go to, uh, let me give you the phone number before we go back to the phone so we have one line open. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. Stephen in Eustace, how can I help you? How you doing, sir? Neil, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I am new to East Texas. I came here five years ago. I've tried to have a garden two years in a row, and I bought a forest. And <laughs> I got I got little cottontail bunnies that come and steal everything from me. And they, mm. even though I put chicken wire around, they still hop over it. So one of my employees told me to put it above ground. So I got uh, some shelving, whatever, whatever it is, okay. uh, with, with uh, gallon uh, dirt. Now, you're... You were talking about cucumbers. I thought cucumbers had to be on the ground and had to spread out. Then I have spinach, I have dill, and I have three different sets of lettuce seeds. Are these going to work in a a, a gallon? Well, cucumbers aren't going to grow in a gallon container. That's not nearly enough soil for a cucumber plant. Uh, they're they're huge, and their root system would fill that in a heartbeat. Um, I don't want to break your heart, but you need you probably need a ten gallon pot or at least a seven gallon pot for a cucumber plant. Um, well, I bought a big tree, and I got a thirty gallon black drum that I might be able to put it in. That's almost overkill, but all right. Um, how how high are you going to have these off the ground that if, if the rabbits are jumping a, a chicken wire uh, fence? It's, it's like if you had a table uh, that has a, a, a four chairs around it with a umbrella above it. I, I'm probably thinking it's like 48 inches. All right. Uh, I don't think it would be that high, but okay, that's fine. Um all right, let's let's deal with them one at a time. You said lettuce. Lettuce needs to be planted by in Eustace would need to be planted by mid to late February, this year maybe hey, early March. I'm I missed that. So yeah, 
March is now. I can I can plant those seeds now. Maybe early March. I said. Uh, the problem with planting them now is they'll unless you've got a a leaf lettuce that's going to mature really quickly. I mean, a not all leaf lettuce varieties mature quickly. Unless you have a variety that matures really quickly, if it says 40 days, then I guess you could try. But it's going to be bitter is what I'm worried about. It's going to get this into the hot all, weather. All season romaine blends. Well, romaines are, romaines are not – I'm sorry. Keep, keep talking. I'll just be quiet. And it says uh, uh, giant Caesar. And I'm standing down. That uh, doesn't sound like that'll be a fast variety. You might be better off to save those for fall garden and plant those in late August. Um, August. Yeah, because those are going to need to have some time to mature, and and you need cooler weather. They're going to be bitter if you plant them and they get into hot weather. Uh, August is good. Yeah, late August, yes. What about the dill? Dill is a large plant, and it's a it's a, a plant that you'd want to leave in place for a while. Um, I I don't know whether rabbits will eat dill. They eat almost everything, so I guess they might. Well, but, they leave my rosemary alone. Yeah, um, I would I would sure be tempted to try to plant some of these things back into the ground and and try again with fencing because I think it's possible that the, the rabbits are getting in somewhere other than jumping the fence. You can put a fence up that's high enough to keep rabbits out. Um, they, they are devious little things about getting through a, any kind of little crack in the fence. But if you make it really solid, I, I think you can keep them out. If you stretch the, the chicken, if the chicken wire is 30 inches high, and if you stretch it really tight, you can step over it, and they can't. Uh, I think you can keep them out. Anyway, what about carrots? Th- I got I got carrot seeds. What carrots are planted mid uh, mid February. Okay, I already missed that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I never do what I'm about to do. I I I don't think I've done this in this calendar year. The book that I just did the ad for has a several page chart in the vegetable chapter, the last chapter of the book, that tells you exactly the weeks, and it's like a one or two week period that each of these crops should be planted in your part of Texas, in each part of Texas. And the way it does it is it tells you how many uh, weeks before or after the average date of the last killing freeze. So, for example, with carrots, they need to be planted about four to six weeks prior to the last killing freeze for a given area. Uh, Eustis' last killing freeze is probably going to be, I'm guessing, I don't know specifically, but knowing where you are, I would guess it's probably going to be about the 10th of March. So, therefore, you're looking at about the about the 10th of, of February, 10th or 15th of February for carrots, uh, on to about the 20th of February. And that chart will let you be very specific of the proper planting time for every vegetable crop all the way through. You can go right through and, and, and put a Post-it note in there for every crop you want to grow as to how much time to allow. So, so I've, uh, I've, missed, I've missed some times to, to plant the seeds and plant the stuff. Okay. How else can I, I help I'm you? I'm going to go ahead and hold off and wait till you said August for the lettuce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of that information is online at Aggie Horticulture also. I'm, I'm also going to refer you there, and that's free for you if you want to do that. Uh, I would spend some time preparing a really protected area um and and uh, a way to keep the the rabbits out you might even do two fences about four feet apart so that you double fence it and that makes it even harder for them to get in but anyway that that would be my suggestion i, I need to move but hopefully that'll help um, uh, i appreciate it sir thank you very much. you time. bet good luck with it thank you very much you bet all right, let me go to Sue in Granbury. Sue, this is Neil. Thank you for waiting. I appreciate your patience. How can I help you? Hi, Neil. We listen to your show every Sunday morning. Thank you. And I'm hoping you can help me with some problems we're having with our Nellie Stevens and our dwarf Burford Holly. I can. Tell me what you're seeing. We, so we have two beautiful Nellie Stevens trees, each about, I'm going to say, seven, eight feet tall planted um, against a west-facing wall. One is doing beautiful. Leaves are dark, glossy green. The other one, the leaves are turning sort of a pale green and then yellow. Some of the yellow leaves have some black spots on them. 
Um, I took some leaves to how, Callaway's. How long we have you had the? Yeah, hang on. How long have you had these plants? Uh, the plants came with the house, so I think they're at least oh eight ten years old. All right. And when did you first see the yellowing on the one plant? This year. Uh, well, the plant but that's survived Snowmageddon th- just fine. But no, then no, hang year. on, hang on. That's three months. When did you first see the the yellowing? Give me a week. Oh, um, so let's say, let's say two months ago. They they've been doing the yelling for about two months. All right, uh, there would be one of two possible causes. Uh, I'm I'm almost sure that it is not insect or disease related. Uh, I have uh, probably 150 Nellie R. Stevens and Dwarf Burford Hollies at our home. Uh, most of them Nellie R. Stevens. I've, I've, I have a big planting as a privacy screen in, in one area, kind of a privacy grouping. It's not really a screen. Um, and in 40 years of having them, I have never seen an insect or disease problem. What I have seen every year, every year at this time, and, and I have uh, entertained for 45 years every year at this time calls from people who are very nervous about them, uh, and also ligustrums and magnolias and other evergreens, this is the time of year that they drop their leaves and change, change their leaves. Now, normally that, would not, that answer would not have said two months ago. It would have said, oh, I've seen this in the last week. Uh, that's why I asked specifically for a week. The, the leaves will start turning yellow, they will drop freely, and then that will be followed very quickly by new growth coming out. Um, the fact that you said two months does worry me a little bit more. It may be some leftover damage from drought. Uh, it was, was quite dry last fall, uh, and so it may be that there was some kind of damage from the fall. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I need more clues. Yellowing is kind of like saying to a doctor, I just don't feel good. Well, give me some more specifics. And and so, and so that's what I need is more specifics. The doctor will want to know, well, how don't you feel good? The yellowing doesn't really tell us much until we get get some more details. But uh, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be terribly concerned for about another two or three weeks to see how they, how they look after the new growth comes out this spring. Go ahead. Okay. I did send some pictures to um, via email to your um, – you know, your your email question site, I did send some pictures of both the Dwarf Burford and the um, Nellie Stevens Holly. I don't really have an email question site. I don't know where that would have come from. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was, I, I found a link. It said, uh, you know, email uh, Neil Sperry, and and so I did. That's but. nothing I'm aware of. Um, okay. That is something I have considered doing, but it's nothing I have active. Uh, I did have up for uh, three days when we had Dr. George Ray McEachern on for fruit and pecans, but we took that down as soon as I did that program on on the weekend of the Super Bowl. That's the only time I've invited questions, but that was specifically for fruit and pecan questions. Okay. Um, So I haven't seen them. Uh, My Facebook page has been for 12 years the best place to post photos, but now they are choosing what they think is most important and they're putting them in in absolutely non-chronological order. And so I have to scroll through the last two months to find people's posts. And it's just, I've almost given up on Facebook. It's They've ruined it. So I did try Facebook, but I couldn't see a way to put a post on there with the photos. So Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I, I what I'm going to ask of you is, uh, if you w- if you would just wait for another couple of weeks, there will be several things that will help resolve this for you as far as my being able to get you help. And also, um, if you um, if you will just wait and see how these come out after the leaf change, I think you will probably find that they'll both be fine. Uh, the, it mentions dwarf Burford holly turning uh, yellow also on my call screen. Uh, I think you'll find that they'll just based on the experience I've had for all these years, uh, the the black spots, all that is just old leaves that have been through a lot in the last year, and uh, they're just getting ready to shed. Same thing happens to ligustrums. This is the time for hollies. Ligustrums come a little bit later. Magnolias come in May. I mean, it's just a pattern I've learned to expect. 
So okay, if, well, thank you. I just didn't want to let it go that. on too long and take no. a chance on losing them but, by not doing something. No, I don't think you'll lose it. Uh, you can check the trunk, make sure you don't have any woodpecker damage. I have seen damage to Nellie R. Stevens by woodpeckers. You'll see rows rows of large holes. Uh, they don't go in very far. Um, where a sap sucker just bangs on the thing repeatedly, that that could be a problem. But that's a, that's the best I have. And and hang in there for a couple of weeks, and I'll try to get to. I have some things in the mill that I'm working on. Okay, so, great. Well, thank I'll, you so much. I'll announce it here, and I'll announce it in the garden. So appreciate your call very much. All right, Michael, you're coming up next. I had no idea that was going to take so long. I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Um, let me uh, let me get my last break out of the way, and then we'll come to Michael. He has clover in his Bermuda, and I'll try to help him. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. This is my uh, latest book. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what the book is all about, then I'll give you some exciting and important news. Uh, the book is, uh, is 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, which you have to know to deal with the other 10 chapters. It deals with hardiness zones and soils of Texas and climatic zones, etc. cetera. Uh, chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to plant prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. Chapter 3 is a really comprehensive chapter on trees. Chapter 4 is shrubs, then vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I want to go back to that vegetable chapter. If you are serious about having a vegetable garden or back to annuals or perennials, an annual or perennial garden, there are charts in those chapters that took me a week to write and that will save you a ton of money uh, in doing the right things at the right times and in picking the right varieties of crops to grow in your Texas garden. And if you don't find that this book has saved you the cost of the book, I will refund every penny you have spent on it with no questions asked. 74,000 people have made that decision, and not one of them has asked for money back on the book. That's pretty good testimonial that the book pays for itself. All right. So 840 photographs. It has 344 pages. And it's a hardback printed in Texas. Now, the book has been $36.95 plus tax and postage. And Wednesday, I got a, a, a kind of a, a big change of my direction uh, email that came from the printer. Neil, the paper has finally arrived. Waiting since October, the paper has finally arrived. They have put the book back on the presses. They will have it finished in the next uh, several weeks. It will then go to the bindery, and they'll have it finished several weeks after that. So sometime late this spring, the sixth printing of the book will be ready. But in the meanwhile, I need to clear out the fifth printing books that I have been hoarding. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I had enough, and I didn't run out before the sixth printing was ready. Now they need them out of the way, they say. Oh, great. So I've put them on sale at $32.95. It is currently has been $36.95. It is now $32.95. The sixth printing will be $38.95. You get it? It's a pretty good sale. But you must order right away while I have supplies. So you can call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. The better way is to order it right now on my website at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. 
They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. Thank you, sir. It seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner, but let's do some math. For what you are paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building right there in your own backyard. That's with a Mueller Backyard Building, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble. They come with bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors from which to choose. That adds style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need, whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. These are lovely buildings, and they are so well made. See all the options at MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2, that's 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they're made to last. Mueller. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, let's go to Michael in Dallas, our last call for today. Michael, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. I have some persistent clover in uh, Bermuda grass that I've tried to get out with granular weed and feed and liquid broadleaf weed killer, and the stuff just seems to drink it up and laugh. And maybe I'll burn the edges, maybe I'll turn the leaves a little purple, but I can't get rid of it. All right. The uh, secret, I'm not a, a not at all a fan of weed and feed, but the, uh, the, the broadleaf weed killer spray should do it. A couple of secrets would be get as much uh, uh, of the new growth as possible when you spray. Let it grow for several days before you spray and wait several days before you mow uh, again. Uh, put a drop of liquid dishwashing detergent per gallon of spray. Use a tank sprayer, not a hose-in sprayer. You want small droplets, a, uh, not a mist, but the next thing to a mist, so that you can coat the leaves. And you may have to respray. You might have oxalis or sheep sorrel. That one is a little harder to control than burr clover. They both have yellow flowers. Uh, but uh, but the, uh, the broadleaf weed killer containing 2,4-D will work on both of those weeds. The secret would be more foliage, and the uh, the the uh, liquid dishwashing detergent, one drop per gallon, that should help. Michael, I got to run. I'm out of time. To Mike Bass, nice job today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy garden.